You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. This is your host and editor, Michael J. Lynchins, here today with Mr. Christopher O. Bloom. Christopher Bloom's a pretty frequent name around circles that like to read Catholic Exchange. He's a translator, an author, and has written several essays for us over the years. So, Chris, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you for joining us on the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Oh, thank you, Michael. It's great to be here. Now, I have finally in my hands a hard copy of your newest book that you co-authored, A Mind at Peace, Reclaiming an Ordered Soul in an Age of Distraction. Uh, First of all, let me just ask you, what inspired you to want to write this book, and how... If you could also tell us, what is the age of distraction? <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, it's it's the age in which um, essentially everybody over the age of twelve or perhaps thirteen is using a smartphone now. Mm-hmm. So it's a, the, the the percentages are somewhere north of ninety percent for people uh, past the age of twelve or thirteen, and um, it's a, it's an age in which more and more people are. Uh, expressing a kind of anxiety or unease about their habits of interacting mm-hmm. with devices that have screens, internet-enabled devices. And uh, interestingly, the American Psychological Association uh, published a study in twenty er, earlier this year called Stress in America. It's about, they did a study of about 3,000 people with their habits of internet use and so forth. And one of the one of the things that this study reported was that it is now common for people to make resolutions to use their technological devices less. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is, however, not common for people to report that they're able to keep those resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that will surprise no one, especially those of you listening to this podcast on your phone. <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, so the the age of distraction is the is the age of the smartphone, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a, as far as the motivation for writing the book, um, my colleague Josh Hochschild, who uh, teaches at Mount Saint Mary's University in Maryland, um, he and I are both uh, uh, you know, we both teach philosophy classes and and have done a lot of work in cultural history and have mm-hmm. been paying attention to cultural trends for the last twenty years and so forth. And as, as part of that work and part of paying attention to our own family lives and our own students and so forth, we can't help but notice uh, very interesting things being said about the new digital media. And, uh, you know, wonderful books that you've heard of, books like uh, Sherry Turkle's Alone Together or Matthew B. Crawford's The World Outside Your Head. You know, uh, these, have, these have been bestsellers and greeted with a lot of fanfare and a lot of, a lot of head scratching. You know, wow, these are... These, or Nicholas Carr's The Shallows, what the internet is doing yes. to our brains, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, you know, we, we, in the course of things, naturally, we've read these books and talked to one another about them and, and realized that, uh, these books are relatively good at identifying concerns, but maybe less helpful in terms of identifying solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we thought we'd take a crack at, at, at looking at, uh, solutions. I see that, and that's something that's very good to offer. As you mentioned, this is a concern for a lot of people. We at Catholic Exchange have actually published articles encouraging people to stay away from their screens, and we always have to tell them, we're aware we shared this on Facebook, and you're probably reading it on your phone right now, but right. hear us out. <laughs> and it, 
it is funny. I know for myself even, like, I have, whenever I'm trying to go through Lent and trying to reduce my screen time, it's actually, I compare it to when I quit smoking cigarettes. It's roughly the same type of willpower and constant reminding of yeah. yourself, as I'm sure you learned in the research you did. Well, that's right. Yeah. And, and now our book doesn't uh, spend a lot of time sure. uh, in, the, in the phenomena because I, 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 my conviction, Josh's conviction, is that, in, in fact, most of us are familiar uh, with the phenomenon, right, mm-hmm. of, of, of the pull of the screen, you know. In my case, I remember hearing years ago, gosh, it must have been five, six years ago, um, Tom Fleming, who's the editor of Chronicles Magazine for many years. Yes. Uh, I, I, I learned from a, a friend that his regime was that he wouldn't look at email before noon. And huh. I thought, wow, that sounds really good to me. I'm going to try that. You know, and I, I, I have tried it. I continue to try it. I think uh, maybe one, one day every two weeks I succeed. I completely understand. Well, we're so connected right now in this world that sometimes not being on the screen makes people worry about you. Like you're running out into the woods to become a survivalist. Like they're legitimately worried about you. Yeah. No, that is true. Yeah. And so are there any saints you draw from in particular for you this book? Yes, certainly. So what we're what we're trying to do in the book here um is uh to to capture or perhaps recapture an adequate um understanding of interior peace, okay? Mm-hmm. Not not the absolute deepest spiritual account thereof, okay? There's wonderful books out there by writers like Jacques Philippe on the really deep spiritual mm-hmm. sides of interior peace. And, and of course he's looking at forgiveness and, uh, re- you know, reconciliation and, uh, mental prayer very, very directly. Um, our book, uh, sort of ends with those points, but most of what we're trying to do in, in the book is to prepare people, uh, to have a kind of reordered interior space in their lives. And, and, the, and our common conviction uh, could be expressed like this, that if, if we were to look around the, North America in 2017 and ask, uh, who seems to have his or her life together? Who seems to be calm or serene or at peace and so forth? Uh, we might have a hard time identifying people. Mm-hmm. We might, we might even identify, you know, think that we've identified people and then, you know, maybe it's a relative or a friend or something like this, learn more about that person from conversation and decide, oh wow, you know, the, the, the the full answer isn't here, right? Uh, so w- w- our conviction was we need we need to go back to the saints who have definitively lived lives of serenity and peace, and try to find in their in their either in their teachings or in little little tidbits that they reveal about themselves, uh, just what their inter- the interior space of their souls looked like. So Francis de Sales. The Little Flower, Teresa of Avila, Blessed John Henry Newman, Thomas Aquinas, St. Paul. These are, these are some of the saints. Absolutely. Augustine. Oh, yep, yeah, absolutely. And you talk about that interior space and needing to cultivate it. Do you see that our modern world is just it completely prevents that cultivation from happening? Well, I mean, that's a strong, completely prevent it would be a strong, sure. uh, that'd be a strong claim. Um, so the, 
the best data I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, on the one hand on the other. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. You know, the, the 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 best the best data uh, seems to point to smartphone users on average picking up their smartphone every six to seven minutes, mm-hmm. and not uh, going without the smartphone at any time during the day as as long as an hour okay so that's that's what the da- the data suggests um that's not real good okay that doesn't sound good i mean boy not even being able to take an hour off at any time during the day that's amazing or again to look at the six to seven minute figure you might say well okay what are the difficult or meaningful or important things that i do on a daily basis can any of those things be accomplished in six to seven minutes? Probably not. And so I'm actually almost certainly interrupting mm-hmm. at least once, you know, the, the important or significant things that I'm doing on a daily basis, right? Um, so those, those would be indications that no, um, uh, there's something wrong, right? How about, how about, uh, you know, on the other hand, um, I, I do think that, um, there's an opportunity here. Okay, people, people are, uh, we're a decade in to the iPhone. Okay. People have, as it were, had their initial fill, right? This is great. Okay. I can do this. I can have that. I can, you know, have these, this calendar feature, these warning features, you know, all this is really useful stuff, right? But it's starting, the sheen is starting to wear off and people are, are asking this question, you know, what, what are my senses for? What is my mind for? You know? Uh, so it could be that there's really an opportunity here for, for people to address their, their own, the interior of their own lives, their, their, their own bodies, as it were, uh, uh, afresh. Certainly. In many ways, it sounds like you're trying to address what some would call a new problem, but a lot of ways, distraction and being unable to pay attention is a pretty old problem that goes back to Plato. Would you see that you found a lot of resources then in ancient yes. philosophers and saints? Absolutely, yes. So, you know, the, I, I'm glad you mentioned Plato. You know, the, the, the Republic has that wonderful image of the cave mm-hmm. and so forth and the, the people uh, seeing the images on the wall and so forth, right? Yes. Uh, that's that's a, a metaphor for, as it were, entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's contrasted with the kind of, uh, careful attention that's required to gain access to the world of the forms. And what, what Plato's recommending there is essentially the disciplines that we see in the, in the liberal arts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, I think, um, there's nothing new here. The, the tool is new. Its powers are, are arguably, uh, new, um, in, in their scope, but the, the fundamental, uh, question of whether we will train our minds to be attentive, to think long and deep thoughts, mm-hmm. or whether we will allow ourselves to be, uh, chasing every stray hair that runs under the bush, to use Augustine's <laughs> metaphor, uh, uh, this, this is a perennial question. Yes, it is. Now, if someone's listening to this podcast, they listen to it on your phone, they went to their Amazon app, they ordered your book, and it's on its way. Uh, but they're saying, okay, but what can I do starting today or starting tomorrow, Chris, 
to really like allow myself to start looking in the inner space and cultivating that life. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So we do, we, we, we are not advocating a quick fix here. Oh, yes. Yeah. So starting, starting right away, that's good. Thinking that one will achieve something in a short period of time, maybe, maybe not a helpful thought. Um, yeah. So we, we, um, our, our book is divided into, into three parts. The first third of it, the first six chapters are dealing with uh, really moral virtue and how our uh, power of self-command uh, can put some order in in the way in which we interact with the world outside of us, mm-hmm. okay, the world of things, as it were. Uh, the second third of the book, the middle third of the book, is dealing with our interior senses, our imagination, our memory, and so on. And the last third of the book is dealing with our our intellectual powers, the mind, right? So we think it's a long, a long process. We need to, we need to gain or regain moral virtue and clarify and purify our interior senses and use our minds in a more intentional way and in a more powerful way. Um, as far as starting today, I think that the, 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 rather than make a quick resolution, because resolutions are, you know, easily broken, uh, it would, it would be more just, um, trying to attend to put some thought into this just very question right what am i hoping for from this book what 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 do i see is missing from my life right now that i'd like to regain right starting to ask those questions um maybe even opening a journal um and and writing down just the questions maybe there are no answers initially right? maybe it's just the questions but i think that's that's the 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 first step here is is to recognize that uh, the, the path towards a peaceful life, towards a serene life, is the path of the examined life. Mm-hmm. And you said there's uh, absolutely no quick resolutions, which I think is very important because this is not something you can do overnight. But would you say that there's a, in this modern world, in this age of distraction, do we almost need a rewiring of the brain for a while before we can even start? Oh, well, boy, yeah, that, that, that could be, right? I mean, the, so the burden of cars, the shallows, and mm-hmm. lots of neuroscientific studies that are coming out here is that, is that we, we risk, right, with, a, if we, if we overuse screen time, we, mm-hmm. we risk the health of our, of our brains, of our, what Aristotle would call the interior senses. Um, it, it, no, I think here's, here's where I would say hope lies, right? Hope, hope lies in that we, um, all retain, uh, our intellectual powers, uh, our, our reason and our intellect and will, right? So even if, um, we're finding ourselves to be easily distracted or unsettled or anxious or maybe even we're, we're kind of confessing an addiction to, to binge watching TV shows or something like this. Who knows? Right. So even if, even if, as it were, we have reason to think that there's some brain lesions, if you will. Okay. We're still thinking that thought. <laughs> right. We're thinking that thought. And we have the freedom of, of, of the will to be able to say, you know what? I want to keep thinking that thought. I want to keep asking that question. I don't know how I'm going to solve this problem, but I've identified a problem. That's where the hope lies. Right. Mm-hmm. So y- yes, we may need to. There may need to eventually to be some detox, right? But there's already hope in having identified the problem. Absolutely. And that's very encouraging to hear from you and something I find to be very true. The fact that if your mind can think of it, it's a little easier to start the process 
it's not an internet quick fix. You're not offering a 30 day cleanse, but (laughs) (laughs) sadly, it might be a good idea, but no, that's right. (laughs) And so how would you see if somebody was to achieve a mind at peace? Do you see this as a way to also start uh, reinvigorating the Catholic arts, like liturgy, music, things like that? Have you, has this right. been something you've thought about? Well, certainly there is a chapter in the book, um, called Creative. Mm-hmm. It's on the imagination. And, and, um, yes, I think so. Uh, if, if we are, as it were, self-possessed with respect to our, how we're enjoying our exterior senses, what we're putting into our brains into our mm-hmm. interior senses right if we're if we're cultivating a, a, a purified imagination a strong memory a, re- a memory that is ready to lay hold of things we have remembered intentionally right then yes this is going to bear rich fruit in our lives of creativity absolutely excellent well this is very exciting you can get a Mind at Peace, Reclaiming an Ordered Soul in the Age of Distraction on Sophia Institute Press's website, as well as your favorite Catholic bookstore. I'll put links up on CatholicExchange.com. I highly recommend this book. This is tackling a major issue right now. All of you who've ever even kind of wondered this for half a second in the car, you're going to want to pick up this book, give it a read, and you'll enjoy it. Chris, thank you so much for joining us here on Catholic Exchange. Thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure. Our pleasure as well. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.